Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit Hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery. Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store. Like now, go. Welcome to the BBC Good Food Podcast. In this episode, recorded on stage at the BBC Good Food Show, we hear from award-winning TV chef Paul Ainsworth and author of over 10 best-selling cookery books, Ching Hee Huang. First up on the Let's Talk Food stage was Ching Hee Huang, who spoke with me, Samuel Goldsmith, about her first job in hospitality, culinary tours with Ken Hom, plus her favourite dish eaten just once a year. Welcome. Thank you so much, Sam. You were born uh, in Taiwan and raised in South Africa and the UK. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, what was your food like growing up? So straight into it. Yeah, straight in. Um, (laughs) So growing up, I grew up on my grandmother's farm. Lovely. In Taiwan. And uh, we grew up in the South. And uh, Taiwan is like a lovely uh, island Mm. in the shape of a sweet potato. (laughs) <laughs> it's a, an hour away from Hong Kong yeah. and uh, it's beautiful, very lush, volcanic soil. Uh, everything grows there. The pineapple sweeter, in my opinion, wow. than in Hawaii. <laughs> well, no, Hawaii is hard to beat. Um, everything just, mangoes are delicious. You know, I grew up with uh, the vegetation, you know, my grandmother cooking in her beautiful a wood-fired wok stove and for all our extended family, 25 of us in this Siheyuan. Siheyuan in Chinese, we say a courtyard home. So it it looks like an N shape. So at the bottom of the N is the gate. Yeah. And then every home uh, is off the N shape. And then on the back of the N shape, everyone has this own garden. Oh, wow. So everyone grew their own vegetables and produce, yeah. and it was really special. Yeah. So um, I, I grew up with that. Wow, that sounds amazing. Uh, do you still grow your own produce? You, are I you tend grown? to kill produce. <laughs> My husband is very good at growing, okay. but, uh, you know, 
I, I'm the, you the stay chef. With, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, clearly your heritage has had a huge impact on, on, your, um, on your cooking. Yes. When did you first find that love of cooking? So, you know, I didn't realise I'd grow up to be a chef, to be honest. Mm. Uh, I just thought, you know, I, I was thrown into it. Yeah. Uh, I had a food business. I started a catering company thrown in the deep end outside of university straight out you know <laughs> go do something my parents are like go earn a living and so i was making jacket potatoes and sandwiches you know for this uh, office block yeah. right with my trolley i was like the dinner lady every <laughs> lunch anyone for sandwich egg and mayo okay <laughs> tuna mayo and i started uh, a noodle business mm. i decided hold on Something's more exciting than sandwiches. I do love a sandwich, by the way. A good BLT. But um, I, I ended up thinking, well, you know, come on. The folks in UK would love Taiwanese liang mian, which is this cool noodle salad. And so I thought I could do it and do it better. So I started knocking on the doors of people like Europa Foods. And you guys are too young to know Europa Foods. But no, they're back in the day, they, they had the stores all over London. And so that's how I started, yeah. actually, in catering. Yeah. And then I had my catering business, and then lo and behold, I met my husband, and then my husband's sister said, these noodles are delicious, Ching, go on Great Food Live. I said, what's Great Food Live? I said, it's the most popular show on UK TV. You've got to go cook on that. Yeah. And so I... I just took my noodles and I cooked on that. And Jenny Barnett, who was the host um, at the time, loved it. And then they just kept asking me back. And then my parents were like, what are you doing? You're supposed to carry on doing your, the catering business. And then I ended up on TV. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are, I think, 10 cookery books later. And yeah. so no doubt responsible for some of the nation's favourite foods. Um, what's your favourite dish from childhood? My favourite dish is very difficult. You know, I love anything with sticky rice. You know, uh, who doesn't love like mango sticky rice mm. in a great Thai restaurant? But in Taiwan, we have this dish and actually it's a Chinese dish. It's called zongzi, which uh, it's a bamboo wrapped sticky rice. And you have it at uh, Dragon Boat Festival, which is actually coming up. I think it's like next weekend. And it's so delicious and umami. And uh, inside you have like five layers of heaven, like sticky <laughs> pork belly with salted wow. duck egg yolk and peanuts. And it's steamed or boiled. I think if you're from the north, it's boiled or something like that. Do it steamed. <laughs> So you've got the crunch, uh, you've got the softness. Yes, got... and the softness and the stickiness mm. and then the umami. And that for me is like comfort food. Anything with rice is nice. <laughs> so, you've heard it here first. Yes. So what, what memories does that bring back for you? So, you know, my grandmother, I didn't know I'd be a cook. So sure. I, for me, these are just memories that when I got to write my first cookbook, you know, I, uh, I have these images of her cooking with her amazing wok. She was the wok mistress, you know, and I was trying to be naughty. But the images and the sights and the smells of the kitchen, they inspire me because fresh produce, just cut, cut, 
cut from the garden. Sure. That's what I do. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> <laughs> and then straight in the walk. Yeah. You know, nothing beats simplicity. Actually, the older I get, I, I love simplicity. There's beauty in simplicity. And I don't think we, we have that enough. No, Sometimes we overcomplicate things in the kitchen. You know, we try to get too clever, too cute, and it doesn't work. <laughs> and when's the last time you ate, ate this dish? Zongzi. Yeah. Actually, last year. Uh, so this is a dish that you'd normally have once a year because yeah. it actually takes hours to make. <laughs> but, um, no, but you can do a cheats version. I've yeah. got, I think, a cheats zongzi somewhere, I think, on the BBC Good Food website. Fantastic. So you can go look on there. And do you have you kind of over the years made any twists onto that recipe or do you always keep it really traditional? You know what? We have the recipe and my grandmother's recipe yeah. and we always try and make it but it always tastes different <laughs> you know you know what the missing ingredient is it's the person's energy mm. it's the love it's always it's never right? the same is it when you it's yeah, never, never the same um and so we we compete with each mm. other and say, oh, well, my great uncle is still alive. No, no, grandmother's was definitely better. <laughs> you need more work. This is like a two out of ten. Who's made the best or the closest version? That's my great aunt, but okay. she's passed away. So, yeah. So maybe you'll be able to take up the reins. So I don't think I'll ever... I don't think I will no. ever. <laughs> I think this is like a dream, you know? But uh, cooking is like this. Yeah. Well, I've got some quick fire questions for you now. Uh, what music do you cook to? Music. Kylie Minogue. Who doesn't love a bit of Kylie, <laughs> right? Do the locomotion. The, oh, the, the first one. I'm really bad at singing, so I'm not going <laughs> to... But you know. Louder the better. <laughs> Something that's always in your fridge. Oh, my fridge. Um, God, everything is in my fridge. Oh, exo sauce. Bam. Do you know what exo sauce is? It's quite a popular, like it's a new a, popular ingredient, isn't it? It's a very popular, like a, like a hot sauce. Mm. Very umami, yeah. chilli sauce. Oh, your biggest cooking disaster? Cooking disaster? <laughs> I think I have one every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? You know, oh, the gas is not working. Oh, God, you know, the barbecue is not fired up. I think there's, there's <laughs> I do know what you something. mean, yeah. Uh, is there a food you've never tried? It's a food I've never tried. I've never... Ooh. Okay, so Ken Hom. I love dear Ken Hom. Master of the world. Yeah. So we went around China together for Exploring mm. China, that show. And we ate things like cockroaches like that lived in water. We were just given it. Oh, wow. It was like, oh, this is a delicacy. And then it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but we've tried weird things. Yeah. But never tried... This, um, uh, you know, the, the duck fetus oh, wow. uh, from, you know, we've seen Anthony Bourdain and Ken is like, oh, yeah, I'd eat that. I don't think you'd eat that, Ken. <laughs> no, me neither. Uh, how about a food guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure, ice cream. Mm. I feel like that's not guilty. That's just is delicious. Not is that just normal? Depends what flavour, I suppose, doesn't yes. it? <laughs> guilty, like Bailey's ice cream yeah. or... You know. Something boozy. Boozy. Pina colada flavour. Yes. I yes. love that. That sounds delicious. Yes. Well, Ching, thank you so much for joining us as a guest on the BBC Good Food podcast. Thank you, Samuel. Thank you. 
life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Next up, Paul Ainsworth on how his career began and the food of his childhood. Plus, his love for a packet sandwich. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, pleasure. Thanks for having me. So you've had such an amazing uh, culinary journey or career. Yeah. Um, how did it all begin? Oh, uh, yeah. So um, I suppose I kind of had a really good introduction into hospitality because my mum and dad had a bed and breakfast. So for me, it actually started there. But I kind of didn't know that, you know, that was going to be my path later on in life. I think it's because I was just surrounded by... Um, like the world of hospitality, my mum's from the Seychelles, mm-hmm. uh, my dad's um, just outside Blackpool, so <laughs> obviously quite a, quite, quite a cosmopolitan mix there. Yeah. Um, but sort of also as well, I, I had a dad that was a really good cook. He spent a lot of time traveling, hence how he met my mum. So he was a really kind of good traditional kind of cook. My mum would then take over at the weekends cooking for the guests. Um, and sort of, yeah, cutting a very long story short here, I then thought, do you know what? Actually, I think this is something I want to do as a career. I went to Southampton City College. I did um, three years there, and then I got the opportunity to go work for the amazing, late, great Gary Rhodes. And then from there to Gordon Ramsay, to Marcus Waring, and then I moved to Cornwall in 2005. I started at number six uh, as head chef, and then three years later, me and my wife, we took over the business, uh, relaunched it as Paul Lanesworth at number six and um, yeah then kind of slowly but surely um, yeah kind of built you know I, I say like the businesses but I, I always look at it more it's more the people you know sure. it was more about you know like John I don't know where he is but John sat here in the audience you know John's been uh, who's on the big stage with me like John's been with me now for like 17 years oh amazing uh, and there's a lot of people like that um, we currently have 166 people wow. within the family within the team and it's always been about like the people because you can't do it you can't do it on your own not even close and then I think they have built and helped build like you know the we don't call it an empire we just call it you know like <laughs> a, a collection and yeah we have number six which is the first one we won a Michelin star in 2013 which wow. was um like, unbelievable we got Cafe Reggiano, which is kind of real Mediterranean, lots mm-hmm. of like grilled meats, vegetables. Pa- we make all our own pasta, amazing pizzas. Uh, and then we have the Mariners, which is our um, pub across in Rock, yeah. 
Um, and then um, Cece's Bar and Padstow Townhouse, which is our little boutique hotel. And Cece's obviously is named after your daughter. Yeah. And then you also have another one which is named after where your parents first met in the Seychelles. Yeah, so that's Mahe, which we we made a decision like last year, which I've never ever done in like running businesses. Mm. But as you can imagine, Padstow's a very small town. Sure. And number six, once upon a time, up until about 35 years ago, was a lived-in house. Oh, wow. So... You kind of, we run out of space. <laughs> so, so Mahe was like a 10-seater chef's table, which we've yeah. kind of like bought back by creating a really like, you know, amazing pastry development right. kitchen. Yeah, but that, what that kind of shows to me and also the way you're talking about how important the team are, obviously family is very important to you, those connections. Is cooking still a family affair? Are your children involved? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've got a little girl called Arisi. We um, her, so her name's Cece, so she was yeah. named after my, what we call my mare. So that's like my grandmother in the Seychelles. And I think out of all of it, the, the thing that I absolutely look forward to the most is like, you know, pancakes on a Sunday because it's like <laughs> her favourite thing. We've come up with our own little recipe yeah. um, and she just absolutely loves it. But what's been amazing is once upon a time, I would obviously mix all the ingredients sure. she would just sort of stand there and hold my hand on top of the whisk and then like it just dawned on me like the other day like she was putting the pancakes in the pan she was getting the oh, pan wow. on she was letting the pan come up to heat and it's like so yeah you kind of through cooking you sort of yeah. see it's, I don't know it's like a real nice thing seeing the changes and I think they love that they've got a finished product at the end of it yeah. so they've got something that they own and that they you know yeah. they feel really proud of so tell us more about those pancakes then. What, how, do we, how would we make them? So we basically, like, early on, Cece had some, like, tummy trouble. So we were ruling things out. So we were... I, I, I actually drink a lot of oat milk and almond milk now. More, I, I don't really drink sort of, like, cow's milk much anymore. But based on... Because I was well, if Cece's got to do it, I want to do it and, and help her. So me and Emma made that decision. So it's kind of self-raising flour, oat milk, two eggs peanut butter sometimes there's a bit of Nutella in there depending on how she's feeling a pinch of salt and no like white sugar we sweeten it with honey Um, and then really like she she doesn't really go for like all the toppings and chopped banana and all of that just some that's where we put a little bit for the texture a little bit of the um, crunchy demerara sugar yeah and lemon, that's it. Sounds lush. Yeah. <laughs> and you clearly make them a lot because you, you knew immediately how to make oh, those I, I could tell you, I could honestly do that recipe with my eyes closed. Yeah. And, and how about you? What did you eat growing up? So Monday, Monday to Thursdays was my dad would do shepherd's pie. One of the things I really remember that like still, to, like if any of you, I, I did an amazing show um, this, earlier on this year with Gordon called Next Level Chef. And one of the episodes was Family Favourites. Uh, and sort of like answers your question they were like right we want to what reminds you of growing up as a kid so I would get home and like it was only until later on when I would go around mates houses that dads did none of the cooking dads didn't have a clue how to cook and I and as I got older when I got to about 11 12 years old I was like my dad cooks like because I, I, you go around your mates house and like the mums were like doing like all the cooking yeah so he would get like a glass kind of bowl um, chicken stock cube, corned beef, cut the corned beef into big cubes, a white onion sliced, potatoes, stock cube over, pastry, like just roll, like short crust pastry on top, 
baked the whole thing in the oven and I loved it. The thing that I couldn't get quite get my head round then, but I love now, was he would put like that jarred pickled red cabbage with it on the table. Yes. I love that stuff now. <laughs> like, it, like really, really nice. And like they were, that was kind of the food for the guests because mm. he would be cooking for the guests sure. and us as a family. So what was brilliant about that? We all sat around the table together lovely, and yeah. ate without fail every every day. My mates loved it in the morning because he would also be doing the breakfast for all the... Oh, wow. Sort of Monday to Thursday was a lot of contractors. So my mates would call for me on the way to school and he'd like, lads, bacon sandwich. So oh. like, I was absolutely like the, <laughs> the boy. You were the like, favourite. I was the favourite. Uh, and then we would... Um, and then at the weekends, then mum would take over and it would become more sort of Seychellois kind of base. So fish, curries, um, lots of kind of herbaceous dishes. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was, and I think, like, obviously I've taken that path as my career, but yeah. it was amazing to be surrounded by that. But I took it for granted. Yeah, I, and I guess the corned beef pie you're talking about is one of those things when you're a kid, it's just all those comforting flavors. Like, yeah. yeah. And do you still make that now? Yeah, I don't, I, I've not made that yet at home. <laughs> um, the one that the one that we did on Next Level Chef obviously had a few tweaks. Yeah, like you can't help yourself. Um, like we 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 sort of like we you know for, didn't bother with the pickled red cabbage and did like a like a, a pickled walnut kind of ketchup and and stuff like that. But we kept it true with the pastry on top. The thing I loved was when he would break into it and you just get that like that piece of big crisp flaky pastry and then like all the corned beef has just gone it didn't lose like its shape it just went nice and soft it was yeah. oh. so would you say that is your favourite dish or is I... there another one from childhood where you can't you know if you sm smell that or you were to taste it now it would just bring flood back all those memories yeah it is it's it's up there that cottage pie yeah there was no cheese on top or anything like that but he would like flake the fork through it, stick it under yeah. the grill. It would go all crisp. Yeah. Be like peas and sweet corn on the side. Yeah. Um, really, really nice. But it wasn't really gravy based. I mean, it was more like stock and like onions. Yeah. And it, I, I loved it. And I, like, and again, thick mashed potato. Yes. But also as well, we had rhubarb like in the... Oh, wow. And I, like, I'm, I'm going to make this. I am not... Lots of chefs have these amazing romantic stories of... You know, like, I, I remember once, like, listening to, like, Raymond Blanc, like, telling me, telling this story of, like, running home and him and his siblings would fight over, like, mama's tomato juice that, and all the fresh <laughs> tomato. It's none of that. This was green outdoor rhubarb next yeah. to my rabbit hutch. <laughs> um, it wasn't, like, r romantic, but... It, from that, we would have, like, rhubarb crumble. Mm. Uh, and again, rhubarb sometimes advise people, but I think rhubarb crumble... And there was no other, it was just literally flour and butter rubbed together, pinch of salt, some sugar, yeah. uh, with custard. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Now that's what you call next level. Yeah, custard. It's the custard <laughs> yeah. that does it for me every time. Oh, uh, on, yeah. Custard's up there in my top three. <laughs> yeah. On, on, I, yeah. I could bathe in custard. Yeah. I absolutely love custard. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm with you on the custard, <laughs> absolutely. So if you had to pick one of those, then it, it would be your ultimate favorite dish. What would you What would you say? I'm gonna go with the cottage, cottage pie, cottage peas pie. and sweet corn. And how does how you used to eat it then differ from how you make it now? Oh, now there'll be like 
I mean, he probably he probably just put a spoonful of butter in. I would at least that would be at least equal quantities of potato and butter. And there would definitely be like a really nice like cheddar, mm. grated cheddar, parmesan. So you get that nice kind of savoury like yeah. on the top. And it, I think underneath the the mint base would be more ragu. It would be more. It would be kind of a, a bit more richer, a bit more kind of like like tomatoes, yeah, like really beefy, more more kind of unctuous, more yeah, yeah more more kind of beefy, yeah, yeah. It sounds delicious, yeah. And then I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions. Yes, now. please do. First one: What's your biggest cooking disaster? My biggest cooking disaster. I mean, there's been many. There's been many. I remember, like, I was when I was working, I I, I burnt my hand. And back in those days, you just, you just head down, got yeah. on with it. You didn't say anything. And I burnt my hand. And I remember like it then went from like, it started to spread. And then it was like, it, it, was, it was here. I always remember it was here. And then by, by the end of the week, it was like, like over, over here. And, um, and I just remember the doc, like I'm going to the hospital and the, the doctor saying to me like, look, first of all, sort of like, because, you know, chefs we are like there's something that's not quite <laughs> not quite what like like there's yeah there's i don't know what it is there's a wire that's connected in a different part of the the brain and i just remember the look on his face he was like you do realize that anything bigger than a pound coin you should go and see the go and see the doctor and like and yeah you look back and you're, yeah but you know we were fully booked that was a five pound note wasn't <laughs> yeah, it like, by that point yeah, as well yeah and it, that was my answer i said yeah i know i'm sorry but you know we were fully booked but yeah okay well anyone out there one pound coin straight to one pound coin get to the get to the doctors yeah what's always in your fridge condiments i wonder where that was going then (laughs) (laughs) um what music do you cook to uh house i do like to i do like to cook to a good bit of house music favorite track oh lots I, i think i've just recently uh um LF System, who had that good hit last year, Afraid to Feel. I've like I follow them, and they've just put a like a, a mix together. It's absolutely brilliant. There's a new good Tiesto track out called All Nighter. Stuff like that. Yeah, fab. Uh, and finally, then, have you got a food guilty pleasure? Yeah, loads. <laughs> I mean, you just heard me talk about custard. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That, like, that'd like be a good one. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the thing as well. Chefs always get like as if. I spend my whole life eating turbot, longestine, and asparagus, and skipping through the fields foraging for like it's not the truth. That's exactly what I was imagining. Is that what you yeah. were imagining? Well, Especially I hate to I hate to disappoint you all, but it's not. But like, I mean, yeah, I mean, where 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 do you start on that? I mean, like, I, I tell you what, I, I tell you what, I love mm. like like, and this is I, I'm not I'm going to go beyond kind of guilty, but making it with nice ingredients. I'm going to give you. Full on guilt. Full on guilt. Yeah, good. That's what but I tell like. you what, when 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 you're you know like when especially with the amount of travelling and mm. we all know services in the UK are a, a bit to be desired, but I do love a packet sandwich. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Favorite flavour? Or something like a, a like a cheese ploughman's. Great, love it. <laughs> it's love nothing it. like a ploughman's, right? <laughs> but yeah, like I like that kind of like, yeah cheese pickle ploughman's. Uh, packet sandwiches are like there's a place for packet sandwiches yeah, and a meal deal as well. <laughs> yeah, Paul, thank you so much. Absolute pleasure today on the BBC Good Food podcast. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the BBC Good Food Podcast. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. <laughs>